1: to another episode of let's chat podcast y'all i am your host jojo
2: and i'm Tyra.
1: <laughs> so today's episode we invited kristen say hello kristen
2: hello Happy Pride
1: month by the way
2: Yes, yeah, so Kristen Holden um, is a lesbian traveling throughout the USA solo in a camper van with her two dogs. Living on the road for the past three years helped Kristen develop the courage to embrace her truest self and came out in June of 2021 at 31 years old. Yay. The past year has been full of adventures as well as self-discovery as she navigates her queerness and how that has impacted her traveling experience. You can find her on IG and TikTok at where the road forks two underscores.
1: Oh awesome. yeah!
2: But yeah, we're super excited to have you here. Um, we really wanted someone to come on the podcast and talk about like, you know, coming out later in life. So we definitely want to go into that um a little bit yeah. later. But we want to know a little bit about like traveling um in a van and like where how many cities have you traveled to and, and what would you say was like your favorite one? Okay.
0: Cities, I'm not even sure, but I've basically <laughs> been like west of Colorado. Like if you split like a line. Mm-hmm. Basically everything west of Colorado, um, mm-hmm. I've been to except for Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my favorite city, it's probably going to be Portland or Seattle. As really? of right now,
2: oh my yes, god, never I love been. it there.
0: Oh my gosh, the Pacific Northwest is like magical. It is. It, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just it's a whole other world. Yeah.
1: I don't even know where to start. Like if I was to like get a van and be like, all right, let's go. Where are we going? Like, <laughs> like I've seen so many of the places that you've been on your Instagram and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. where is that? Like that exists.
2: It looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: Well, it's funny because when I first started traveling in the van, I did not realize how beautiful the U.S. was. I was always like, well, I'm going to save the U.S. to travel in once I retire because mm-hmm. it'll, be, it'll just be easier. Thank God I didn't do that because, like, hiking through like the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone and like, um, like the rainforest out mm-hmm. in Washington, I'm like, there's no way, no way I could do that when I'm like 60 years old. Yeah, so I'm yeah, yeah, so right. glad. Yeah, be it's so I can do though. it now. There's so, much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you need for like things like this? You you do a lot of hiking on most of your travels.
0: Yeah, I, I do so hiking's probably my favorite thing. I love chasing waterfalls. Really? Mm-hmm. So like any good waterfall, I will find it. I, I mean, no matter where I go, I like, that's the first thing I type into Google maps. Like everyone's always like, how do you find the best waterfalls? And, like I literally just type it into Google like, yeah. <laughs> and I find the coolest places that people like have no idea about, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably my, my like go-to thing to do is find waterfalls, yeah. but I like to find things like my dog see one of them back here mm-hmm. um <laughs> I try to go places that I can take them which a lot of national parks you can't so mm-hmm. it kind of just depends oh. um
2: yeah so what made you like want to travel alone in your van like we we've said it before like that we want to travel in a van but I feel like it's easier said than done so like what made <laughs> you want to do it and um I don't know like what what has been like your favorite thing about it other than like traveling
0: yeah so mm-hmm. Um, I used to backpack the world a lot, but I had a corporate mm-hmm. job. So I was like only being able to do like f- four or five weeks at a time. And I would mm-hmm. take all of my like PTO and do it all at once. Mm. Um, and excuse me, I'm a little sick. So if I sound really nasally, like, no, I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it got to the point though, where I, I just felt bad leaving my dogs behind all the time. Cause I, I really believe that when you like get dogs it's for life, they're your responsibility. Like Um, so I just felt guilty and I was like, how can I travel full-time with these dogs? And I, one of my best friends sent me a photo of this girl who started to live in her, in a van with her boyfriend. She was like, look at this girl I went to high school with. I was like, what? That's so crazy. I could never do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it was just kind of like snowballed in my head. And I was like, maybe I could do that. And then this idea evolved and it kind of became like my van could be my really big backpack that I can Mm -hmm. stuff my dogs in. <laughs> and have everything with me at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to convince my job to let me work remote, and this was before COVID, so before working remote was really a thing. Oh
2: Ooh. my god, uh,
0: yeah! So, I so when did you to start? Like, what year? June of 2019 was oh, when I god. hit the road, so right before mm-hmm. COVID, but mm-hmm. um, I got like a solid six months of traveling in before COVID really hit because I, I took some time. I, uh, so, th- so my deal with my job used to be, cause I was, um, an auditor. It mm-hmm. was, you can work full time on the road, but December and January, which were our busy months, you had to be in office. And I was like, deal, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was home right before COVID hit. And then after COVID hit, it was like, everything changed and I got to go remote hundred percent of the time, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then It took from the idea being planted in my head to actual like hitting the road. It was about a two-year process of I had to sell my house. I had a house in Indianapolis, so I had to sell that first. Mm -hmm. had to sell all my belongings, basically, all my furniture, everything uh, in order to afford my van, my first van. And then, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then I I finally just, I, I remember I met a guy. I'll never forget him this black man with really long locks um, Mm -hmm. in Malibu. I met him October of 2018 and he looked me in my eye and he was like, you have to be willing to give up everything in order to gain everything you want. And I was like, Oh my
1: gosh, talk that (laughs) shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did. I followed his advice and I sold everything. I got rid of it all. Uh,
2: Wow. God bless. That's so scary
0: it yes but I also like a lot of people tell me like oh you're so brave like doing it alone and and yes there I do think there is some bravery in that but I'm also just like I refuse to be stuck in like fear of the Mm -hmm. what what if the unknown and not live my life like I'm 32 and still single and I'll be damned if I don't like live my life waiting on someone to like come along which like We'll get into this, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I was waiting for a man, which now makes sense that (laughs) 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 he's going
2: to wait a long time (laughs) for sure.
1: Damn, That's bold. I think that that's awesome.
2: It is. So like for someone who's like listening to the podcast and like really wants to do this, how much money do you think that they need to save to like, you know, have a van and then like like food and like gas mm-hmm. and things like that it's I mean it really depends mm-hmm.
0: it does really depend so mm-hmm. like I'm a little bougie and and I know <laughs> that that's funny because I live in a van so <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> but like I'm even not as bougie as some van lifers like I don't have a full-size shower inside my van I have mm-hmm. an outdoor shower that I can ho- like hook up and and shower outside but I don't have one inside so I'm less bougie than some, but more bougie than others. Mm -hmm. My van itself, like the shell of the van was 30,000. And then to convert it, I paid someone to do it, a professional company and that was 45. So all in, I'm at about 75,000, which when you think about that's my house, it's a pretty solid investment. However, I know people who've spent, you know, 20,000 on a van and then they DIY. So maybe they spent Mm -hmm. like 5,000 on materials. Um, and they mm-hmm. did it themselves. So it's kind of whatever, like, if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. And again, mm-hmm. still easier said than done. Cause there's a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I sold everything. And mm-hmm. the only way I was able to afford that is like living in Indiana. I got really lucky that I bought my first house at 24 years old. So mm-hmm. I had quite a bit of equity built up and I was able yeah. to sell it and had the, the money up front to be able to do it once I sold everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little lucky. So, so with that being said, I mean, it just depends on how badly you want it and, mm-hmm. and what you're willing to do to make it happen. As far as a monthly situation, mm-hmm. um, again, it depends on what all you, <laughs> right. what like, where you do have, you want to do? Yeah. Like I have, I only spend a hundred dollars a week in gas, um, a hundred dollars okay, okay. a week in food. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a $50 weekly, like fun budget. So, um, side note, I do a lot of like personal financing tips and like budgeting for people. So I'm a hardcore budgeter. I love, I love all things finances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm pretty particular, but, um, I I mean, I could give you down to the details, everything that I have on my budget, but I also pay for like dog insurance and like little weird things like that. So it's Mm Which just came in handy today because I got hit with a $700 dog bill. Sheesh, so. right,
2: we like the dog yeah. insurance today. Right. <laughs> right. Everyone wants a dog until you get so these bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely <laughs> like having a yes. kid.
2: So it's time to save up, but we really want to live in a van for, for a little bit
1: we just gonna kick it in her van. <laughs> <laughs> you need friends? <laughs> it <doesn't> matter, uh, <laughs> make work. You know, it is
0: something though that I, I tell everybody like either go and rent a van. There's a company mm-hmm. called Outdoorsy, which is like Airbnb, but for vans and RVs. And I always right. tell everyone rent a van for at least a week or if even that's too expensive because funny enough. So I'm sitting in my my new house now um and i airbnb this house and i can actually charge more nightly for my van than i can my house which is crazy because really? it's like a two story two bedroom house and mm-hmm. i can get more money out of renting out my van
2: um sorry i'm pointing to it outside <laughs> <laughs> what is but, what is um, the website for this van rental it's called outdoorsy.com outdoorsy.com definitely yeah, look it, like- it up I feel like we've seen but it.
0: even if that's too much i tell people be be a lesbian go grab a u-haul and, <laughs> <You're> fine, <laughs> and that's it. put an air mattress in it and yeah you know go ki- go
2: go glamping right yeah go glamping <laughs> go glamp and yeah. and you know with u-hauls i think you only need to be like 17 or 18 to rent um the u-haul but hmm. if you want to rent like a regular car you have to be 25 i think not crazy mm-hmm. yeah that is interesting. Yeah. You have to be 25. I don't understand. These walls are wild. Yeah. So with the parking thing, where do you usually park? Are there like parking spots for, for vans?
0: Yeah. So so a big reason why I said like I've spent a lot of time on like the we- like west of Colorado is because the west coast is way more van life friendly. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things called BLM land. Um, and that stands for Bureau of Land Management. And so that's public land that typically it's like 14 days that you can park on for free. Um, And it's usually around like national parks, national forests. And there's a lot of different apps you can use and you can like read reviews on where people have stayed. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can see like how safe it is if there's Wi-Fi there, like things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I'm West, that's usually where I stay. Out in the Midwest and East Coast, it's either gonna be paid campgrounds or a lot of mm. cracker barrel and Walmart parking lots. <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, but they're but they're free. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can't be free. <laughs> yeah. So I've
0: only actually paid for a parking, like a campground or something, I think five times when I was in the US. When I was traveling down in Mexico, I paid for camping every night. So oh, yeah. just kind of every different. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was like five dollars a night.
1: Oh, okay, that's not bad. Mm. Yeah. See the and it was safer. in the bed.
2: Yeah, right. The dogs want to make an appearance. Right. So how oh, is yeah. it traveling with your dogs? You do it's travel with so them so much now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay, do.
0: They stay with me okay. full time. Yeah, it's oh! so much better, and I honestly feel so much safer having them with me. Even just like they pick up on things that I don't. Like I. I really only felt super unsafe twice. Um, And the one time I actually only felt, not only, I felt unsafe, but then their body language made me feel more unsafe because even they were nervous. So I I actually ended up leaving and I trusted their instincts. Um, And I'm glad I did it. I mean, I don't know what would have happened, but it was in a public space there was people around but this guy was just making me really uncomfortable and trying Mm -hmm. to like enter into my van and it was just Mm -mm. so i just fed off their energy and so i feel like they make me feel safe they also Mm -hmm. alert me to like you know if there's gonna be like a bear or something around like they're gonna pick up on that scent or whatever so
2: just kind of helps
1: a bear yeah yeah.
2: i wasn't ready dogs are the best they hear everything like yeah. they like we live in a building right and like sometimes we don't hear someone coming up but he our dogs hear everything they're like what's going on like we we hear we smell what's going on they're like 10 steps mm-hmm. ahead <laughs> yeah on them. the flip side of that mm-hmm.
0: it does make it a lot harder when I like want to like sometimes there's really cool airbnbs that I want to use like um, because I have a little bit of a social media following, sometimes mm-hmm. I can I can exchange like a free stay for oh, yeah, um, nice. like content. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But because I have the dogs, a lot of times there's no pets allowed. Um so like that kind of limits me in some some things like mm-hmm. or if I wanna fly, if I wanna like catch a flight home or like go see someone or something, I have to board them and that's a lot more expensive. So um sometimes there's there's limitations and like I mentioned earlier in national parks dogs really aren't allowed so that also is pretty limiting as well and I have to be very mindful of the temperature Mm -hmm. um so I kind of chase like under 80 degree weather year-round I try to stay Mm -hmm. between like 60 to 80 degrees which gets a little hard in like July and August but Mm -hmm. um so it can be limiting but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have it any other way yeah
2: yeah I feel like for for the safety, it's worth it, you know? Yes, agreed. For sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's kind of, so in the beginning, when you first got into the whole van thing, how, like, was it weird to sleep in the van?
0: So, yeah, and I, I practiced. Like, I know that sounds weird, but I would, like, <laughs> park outside of my parents' house, or I would go to, like, a local park or something, and I would just practice sleeping overnight, just, like, get used to it and what that felt like also when I first hit the road and now events are coming back um but for a while there was no like van life meetups because of COVID but they're starting to come back but when I first hit the road in the first two weeks of me being on the road there was two van life meetups so I got to like go to these places and hang out with like two other 200 other van lifers um like all yeah like all parked together (laughs) hanging out um just like dancing talking about life like whatever um mm-hmm. so that also really helped and they kind of were giving me like a crash course on how to do man life because it kind yeah. of is like you can study it you can watch all of the youtube videos but until you get in there you just you just have to do it you just got to jump yeah. in right <laughs> so That's
1: you fun. meet a lot of friends
0: i have made so many friends and actually awesome. just um let's see back in april there was the first like queer van life meetup it was called queers in the country. And it was so beautiful and so amazing. Mm-hmm. Got to hang out with like all different types of queer folks um, and just talk about like different experiences being on the road from like um, being trans on the road and how to navigate bathrooms and showers and things oh like that gosh. versus like wow. being a solo, like femme presenting person on the road, mm-hmm. like different things like that. Like even for example, I have a pride flag hanging um, in the back window of my van. And when I was buying which flag to use, I was torn between, do I get the like all inclusive one or the lesbian flag? And I chose the all inclusive because with the lesbian flag, I was like, that signals that there's a woman in here.
2: Yeah. And oh, yeah. I don't,
0: smart. I don't want people to be following me knowing that there's just a woman in here.
1: Right. So
0: like, you just kind of even have to think through things, which even there's some places I remove the flag in general, like traveling through Georgia, I didn't really
2: feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't so. can't show too much. Yeah.
1: Crazy down <laughs> south. So in making those friends, uh what what was some of the like reasons why people got into van life?
0: I would say the majority of people wanted the freedom. Um it's almost like um breaking out of the societal norm of what the american dream looks like mm-hmm. um breaking free of social constructs which i think like a lot of queer folks do that anyways mm-hmm. so it's yeah. kind of used to that so at, at least specifically at the queer event that was a lot of like what what i was hearing in general though i think people are just burnt out from life a lot of people are escaping like the corporate lifestyle a lot of people do sell their homes and <coughs> and go into this life. And then, um, some people are kind of like forced into it, like just Mm -hmm. financially, it's just a lot cheaper, easier. Um, I have a few friends who wanted to do it, not, not necessarily for force, but they wanted to become debt free. And so this was their way of being able to lower their expenses so much. But so, yeah, I've seen so many people gain like financial independence, being able to be on the road and, Mm -hmm pay off their van pay off all their debt and then oh, yeah. go on to be able to invest in things and it's been really cool mm-hmm. the way yeah.
1: houses are <laughs>
2: shit. right we better live in a van yeah That's it's Fox. crazy <laughs> <laughs> like, you just have to become like a minimalist which is hard yes
1: <laughs>
2: so then what I are your favorite
1: you. okay i'm sorry you got oh
2: it. i was just gonna say i
0: cannot tell you how many times i have downsized my closet so many times I used to have so many shoe boxes in my closet and I would like take pride in the amount of shoes I have and now I have like four pairs of shoes
1: the same oh, wow. ones so yeah. what is like essential things that you take with with you like you have to take it with you on the van at all times
0: um it's a good question water <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um I always make sure my water tank's full in the van. I have 30 gallons. Um, So whenever, especially if I'm like heading out and so like I'm going to camp out and not move uh, the van for like a week or something, I always make sure my water tank's full. Um, What else? Gosh, I just feel like I have my entire life in there, which is really nice because it's kind of just like I have everything I need at all times. Like this past weekend, I flew down to um, Tampa to go Mm -hmm. to Girls in Wonderland Oh my and, gosh. um, I was like, I'm not used to only having what I brought because I always have everything with me at all times.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so
0: it was, good. it was such a weird feeling being like, Oh, I forgot this. Like, Oh, I wish I had this. Like, <laughs> I'm just not used to that. Yeah.
2: How, how was it? We wanted to go, but we, so we yeah, it didn't work out. But it how was, was it? Did you like it? It was
0: wild. I like, <laughs> it was fun. I wish my younger self could have gone. So, mm-hmm. I was actually supposed to go to Key West Pride, but mm-hmm. a tropical storm hit. So, we redirected to Girls in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun, but I'm just like, at 32 years old, I can't hold alcohol the same way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, after the pool party, we were in the club, and everyone was like, Kristen, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I am already hungover. Like, <laughs> <I'm> right. <struggling. laughs>
2: Yeah, it's hard so to keep up. So I sat up.
0: at the club the entire night. And everyone just kept coming and checking on me. But I was like, no, I'm I'm dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the fact that they were still clubbing after that, though, I would have been exhausted. You got to rally up. Ooh,
0: you got to rally Louise. up.
2: But yeah. I want to get to the gay stuff. Because I want to know, like, get is it. it hard for you to date living in a van? Like, are people okay with it? Do people think it's, like, cool? Like, what? Do, how do people feel about it? Yeah. So... It's an
0: interesting question because I feel like, so I came out in June last year Mm -hmm. and then I wasn't ready to start dating when I first came out. Um, so I actually didn't start dating until December of 2021 and I met them, uh, the first person that I, the first woman that I dated, um, their gender fluid, but Mm -hmm. they, I met them here in Indianapolis where I'm from. And so I was home visiting, um, so I didn't meet them on the road. And then we dated for four months before realizing like it just wasn't going to work out. Mm -hmm. And so I've really not experienced dating on the road yet. Um, Mm -hmm. because previously with men, like I was just not dating (laughs) because I didn't actually (laughs) like them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I didn't, I don't feel like I've actually had like a dating experience, but I guess in between there, there was, um. I guess I have one experience I did I did after me and my ex ended things I was on the dating apps and like I was passing through Atlanta and asked a girl on a date so we I I am surprised she said yes because I'm like Mm -hmm. hi I live in a van do you want to meet me at a waterfall and go on a (laughs) hike.
2: That's so cool, though. I would be like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Do you like, want what to is meet this? me so on a cool. hike? <laughs> ah, that's great. like, we
0: can FaceTime before so you know I'm not, like, some creepy dude trying yeah, to Yeah, right. Life. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So that was interesting. And I will say that experience was kind of weird because it only lasted, like, two weeks before she ghosted me and blocked me on everything, which is fun. She oh, wow. Um, <laughs> shit. Yeah.
1: I can't. So Why it, do people do that?
0: Uh, yeah. It, um <laughs> dating's not going well for me so far but
1: (laughs) it's not gonna Um, be shit for a little bit but you'll
0: get it you'll get it you'll get the groove (laughs) it's it's been a struggle uh but but even with that it was kind of like I would start to leave and then again it was only two weeks but it was like I was starting to leave and she'd be like wait no come back I'm like okay so I would like drive back to Atlanta and then like go out and then come back (laughs) and I was like this is hard like (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's. I would say it's a struggle to date. I do know some people that date for showers. Um, for showers, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I think I would do that. I can't with oh, y'all. I'm sorry, I need like <laughs> I can't. a real shower.
0: Oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! Because I I mostly shower at Planet Fitness, which I'm fine to do. Uh-huh. But I know that some people are like, no, nah, like, I want, like, a nice shower. So I'm going to, like, match with someone on Bumble. So I can just get a
1: shower. I'm like, do you, girl? Uh,
2: that <laughs> is so smart, though. That is, um, I would definitely do that.
1: Listen, you got to take advantage of what's going on, Right,
2: you know? right. <laughs>
1: Man and in fitness, though, that's smart, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: So I did want to talk about like coming out later in life and basically like how was that experience for you coming out at um, 31? We do get like some listeners who, you know, think that sometimes it's like too late to come out and I came out later in life too. Um, But like, how was your experience? Tragic. (laughs) (laughs) Tragic. So tragic. Tragic. (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, shit. um so I started coming out to family in like uh let's see like December of 2020 yeah I started coming out to I came out to my sister who was pretty supportive um I told my brother and his wife they were kind of like uh backstory come from like a very religious family my sister is not religious anymore so I was not surprised that she was supportive mm-hmm. um My brother is an ordained pastor, so he, I was a little nervous, but also his wife has a gay brother, so I kind of already knew where they stood, Um, and they basically told me, like, yeah, I mean, we have our beliefs, but it's your life. We don't really care what you do with your life, like, and I was like, okay, do, like, how do you feel about, they have two um, girls, so I have two nieces there. And they were, like, they're used to being around, like, they're gunkles. We don't care. We're not going to hide anything from them. Like, we're still going to teach them, you know, what we believe as far as religion goes. But um, we want them to know, like, there's people who believe different things. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, my best friend has probably been the most disappointing of everybody. Um, it be like that. Really? it be yeah. like that. So at first, I don't think she believed me. Like I I told a lot of my friends and she just kind of like, okay, like it's your life. Like, yeah, like kind of same thing, like religiously don't really believe, but you know, whatever, it's your life. Do you happy for you. So, um, then in June of 2021 is when I came out publicly and, um, I told my parents a few days before I came out publicly, they were, I was very scared. They were the ones that I was the most scared to tell. Mm -hmm. um it didn't go that well but I came out as bi slash yeah I told them bi because I knew that telling them I was pansexual was going to be like too confusing for them (laughs) (laughs) so I was like but I'm bi so like I still like men and like um you know don't lose hope right way too much hope like (laughs) right I I, feel like uh,
2: usually that happens because we want to give them hope I don't know like it's like we want to give them some type of we want to make it less scary for them. I I feel yes. like mm-hmm.
0: that was honestly a huge mistake because <laughs> I, I just feel like I feel like I had to come out again. Yeah. And so so when I first came out I was still like kind of like talking to a guy and so my parents were like you know hearing about him and um so in their minds they thought this is for attention, this is like just something you know she's saying, whatever. Uh, my mom even at one point told me that this was my social justice cause of the year. Um, oh. oh, wow. Look at her. It, <laughs> yeah. Oh. 2020 was a rough year for us because I was like really involved in like the BLM protests and things like that. I was actually living in um, Oregon during the Portland protests. So, oh, okay. um, so like I was very involved. And so, so 2020 was a big year of debates between mm-hmm. me and my parents. And so, when they said that I kind of wasn't surprised, but I was also like people, no one's gay for like, like a social cause. Like that's not the cause of the month. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was a little hurtful, but then I feel like um, still they, they didn't fully understand or they didn't um, digest it fully until December when I, of 2021, when I started dating my ex. which they didn't even understand what gender fluidity was. And so, um, which my ex, uh, just so nobody like come comes for me. Um, they use they, them pronouns, they're gender fluid, but they still identify as a woman. Um, so So. my, you know, they were like, you can use she, her pronouns with your parents, like do whatever you need to do to make this as easy on them as possible, which was so kind. Mm -hmm. Um, but seeing for the first time me like, posting with a woman and like kissing a woman publicly. And it was, it was, I had to come out all over again.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so that got really rough. I got a lot of, um, you know, religious talks and worried about your salvation. But Mm -hmm. as I kind of like mentioned a minute ago, the one that was the most painful was when my best friend and I, we went to dinner and things had already started to little tense between us I could feel the tension and so we went to dinner and a lot of things were said. but the most painful being um well you know how like pedophiles are attracted to children that doesn't mean that they should act oh, on it wow. like
1: they're oh, my dear
0: they're yeah so that was still like painful even to say out loud um I have no she didn't say that yeah. So she's like, just cause you're attracted to women doesn't mean you should act on it. And, um, I, yeah, I mean, I was like horrified in that moment and I, I like was yeah. so stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we actually left the dinner in like a good place, but it, it, I had to sit and let it like sink in over the course of a few weeks really. Mm-hmm. And we slowly just started to like pull apart and she just she also felt like I was doing it for attention and, um, that it wasn't real. And, um, yeah, so she also told me I wasn't going to be allowed around her children. Huh. Um, so that was the other painful thing. Cause I consider them my nieces and nephews. Um, I've been in their life since birth. I watched two of them be born. Wow. So, um, I was shocked to hear that. Um, I I knew where they were going to stand from a religious point of view, but I, I didn't think it would be such an intense stance. Um, it was, you know, our, we don't want our kids around it. We don't want them to see. And I said, so just to clarify, if I were to ever marry a woman, you would never even be okay with your kids seeing me hold hands with my wife. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And I was just like, I can't be in your life. then. I mean, how do you expect? So we went a few months without talking and I actually recently just wrote her like a breakup letter. Basically. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to, I was like, I don't want to ghost my best friend, but yeah. at the same time, I had to do what was best for my mental health and creating that space is mm-hmm. what I had to do. And I've created that space with my parents as well. we're getting back to better terms because so in February, I, I don't, I didn't have a suicide attempt, but like it got really dark for Mm -hmm. a while to Mm -hmm. where I considered checking myself in somewhere.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and when my parents found out about that, they kind of like, I think it helped them take a step back and realize like, well, we'd rather have her alive and gay than like dead. Um, yeah. So they, when I came home, um, to visit my, um, the woman that I was dating for Valentine's Day, they invited us to dinner, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents have tried a little bit. They're mm-hmm. still like, we're worried about you and your salvation. And <laughs> even at that dinner, they gave me a rainbow um, Bible, which okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least it was I rainbow,
1: right? <laughs> step.
0: So I was like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> So I feel like my parents, I don't know if they'll ever come all the way around, but I have more grace for them Uh than I do, I guess, non-blood related people. Yeah. Um, So, but ever since really, ever since I started being more vocal about things, like I've been able to connect with so many more like queer nomadic people, which is amazing. Just queer people in general.
2: Uh
0: And like, I feel like I've lost a decent amount of friendships, but I've also gained so many more
2: exactly so, yeah it's
1: like a whole nother world over here yeah yeah it's, yeah it's so crazy. I feel like I'm still
0: like going through like the coming out process like mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's fully over yet yeah. and yeah. even even still like I was at Girls in Wonderland and I went with one of my friends who's like um like a more popular lesbian I guess mm-hmm. um because she was on the show the Tampa Bays oh
2: yeah we've and seen it Mm-hmm
0: yeah mm-hmm. so she's like posted with me a few times and like, I just kind of assumed her friends would know that I was also a lesbian uh-huh and I got there and like a few of her more like masculine presenting friends were like wait, wait you're, you're a girl. lesbian and like, <laughs> and we have like, so like we have the bisexual girl over here and I was like why do I have the, like what, oh, right what? Like, so even <laughs> still I feel like I have to like uh stand up for myself yeah, even yeah. amongst like queer people sometimes of
2: like no, I'm here and I'm queer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I feel like they yeah. they love shaming on bi people, and it's sad. It's so sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not that that makes me less valid. Mm-hmm. If you think I'm bi, right. um, but I am
2: not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so like, why are you assuming? Right, come correct. <laughs> yes,
1: but if you're straight, they love them. Oh, they love they them. They love them.
2: They love turning girls out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am.
2: It's ah! fun sometimes, but yeah
1: what's the difference
2: yeah yeah it's so crazy how like everything works out and sometimes you really feel like the people closest to you will be there and then they're not and it's it's just it's just so sad to hear that yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's been it's been hard um and even like um I mentioned my sister was supportive but even us like I would say that she almost kind of thinks it's for attention as well even Mm -hmm. though she's supportive so we actually don't talk either anymore mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like through coming out i've lost not totally lost my parents but my parents my sister my best mm-hmm. friend um and then some other friendships have just felt like distant yeah not that they've vocalized anything just mm-hmm. distant um, yeah. and it's been so interesting to see on my social media accounts the shift that's happened i lost thousands of followers when i came out And anytime I post with a woman Mm -hmm. or if I post like a bikini photo or anything pride related, I mean, hundreds will leave. And I'm just like, y'all not get it at this point? Right. (laughs) You're right. Right.
1: It's it's bizarre. I think people are corny for that, especially when you like post with with somebody that you're like dating or whatever. Oh, they love to hit the unfollow button. Like, Mm -hmm. sweetheart, relax. Y'all didn't have a chance anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Come on.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's so crazy. But at least you know that the people who follow you are like the real ones who like you for who you are and what you do. And, you know, like, it's crazy because I feel like in the LGBTQ community, like we either get a lot of hate or we get a lot lot of love. love, There's literally no in between. It's so crazy. Yeah. And at first, it used to bother me. I used to read out the comments and be like, can you believe they said this? Can you believe they said that? And now I just ignore them because at first, I can't even keep up with the negativity. It's crazy. Yeah. The trolls oh, are I, out here.
0: A few weeks ago, I got like a five-page email from a woman trying to tell me about myself. Like, are you actually even gay? Like, you're going to start losing brand sponsorships because of how much she talks about, about your sexuality. Like, it's not even that deep. Why are you like speaking on it so much? Look at, look at the way that your ex used to look at you. Obviously they didn't like you that much. Like it was wild.
2: No <laughs> way. Can. No I way. Did she go Godacity. out of her way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they got the nerve, the nerve to say, if you post any of this or you share any of this information, you're a child. So I was like,
1: it's me. I'm the child. <laughs> <laughs> right, facts. The audacity!
2: Wow. Like yeah. Yeah.
1: You went out of your way to tell me this about and me.
2: a whole email right. too going off,
1: girl.
2: Yo, they can't. They They're can't like, sleep at night. They can't. Right. It really like the straight people are just not okay. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's
1: crazy. Oh,
0: oh, and I've had I've had so many. So recently, I I kind of had like a semi tipsy rant about straight people in the um in the gay bars mm-hmm. uh on my Instagram and who the straight people came for me. Yeah, they were not They were bro. mad. Yeah. They were so mad in my DMs. Like I just think that you like hate straight people now. Like why are you why do you hate straight people so much? Like so you want segregation and I'm just like <laughs>
1: you cannot win you can't in either, win in either side no.
2: yeah you can't win they love talking about us but any if we say any little thing about them we're wrong they're flipping a table yeah <laughs> yep. yep what the yep. fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah. can't yo i can't that's crazy so do you wow.
1: feel like it's it's worth it or like it will be worth it your whole coming out process and oh it's already
0: worth it Mm -hmm. yeah I already like feel so free Mm -hmm. like like even even though I've lost a lot like I feel like I've gained so much more and then just I mean just being able to be myself and like there's so much that I'm like experiencing that I'm like oh like this is why that wasn't Mm -hmm. you know nice or like this (laughs) is why I I didn't enjoy this or that or like Mm -hmm oh, I was like that because of this, like so many pieces are falling into place that Mm -hmm. I'm like figuring out about myself. And like, I I am sad for my younger self because I feel like I miss out on a lot of opportunities um, or just experiences in general. Mm -hmm. And something that was really toxic about my first relationship was they would always say like, oh, I just wish you had more experience. I wish you had more experience. And so, and it's not the first person that said that to me. So, that's mm-hmm. been a little bit like discouraging being 32 I feel like people expect me to have a lot more experiences um, yeah. and I don't so I feel like I get invalidated a lot because mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. um, so that's been a little bit frustrating but regardless I'm glad I finally
2: arrived yeah here and queer to stay I like it yeah I feel like it's really just like it's taken off your shoulders like something that you don't have to hide yeah. anymore and it's just like you can finally just like breathe and literally be who you want to be and date who you want to be and if you lose people then you lose people what can you do at least you're being yourself yeah. you know exactly yeah I'd rather be myself than hide it I can't hide it anymore no so. enough yeah it's been way too long some people just aren't yes. meant
1: to stay forever it's that simple Mm-hmm. yeah gotta take that's how i see it
2: too yeah you outgrow people and some friendships are just literally temporary you know big yeah Mm -hmm.
0: i I think i think losing my best friend is probably like the hardest Mm -hmm. we were friends for 12 years we have like matching tattoos Mm -hmm. um i never thought i'd lose her in my life but i still can look back and be like um my best friend is a Black woman, and so, like, I wouldn't be the advocate for, like, BLM movement like I am today. I wouldn't have been able to mm. exit out of such a, like, Republican, conservative mindset without her helping me through that, and mm-hmm. so, like, I can look back and see I, I wouldn't be who I am today without her mm-hmm. and everything that she's helped guide me through, so um I'm still, like, so grateful for that friendship, even though it has not ended in a good way.
2: Yeah. So... Yeah, you did the best you could. And at least you wrote her the breakup letter. <laughs> Some people just yeah, get ghosted. Yeah, right. Unfollowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're good for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that.
1: <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, cool, black,
2: <laughs> stop. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, we want to go into the family meeting questions. But did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we jump into that? no let's get into it okay all right so the first one says last year my first serious relationship with a woman ended we were together for two years i'm 27 and i didn't really have any experience before her i guess you can count me as a baby gay i'm starting to date again but it's been hard my level of experience puts people off do you have any advice on how to overcome this
1: she we she just talking about it too.
2: <laughs> She's like, oh. I'm like same. <laughs> Interesting. So, what would you I say, mean man?
1: That just amazes me that like experience really matters mm-hmm. because we all have to start from somewhere. I don't know how many times I have to say that. We all start from somewhere. We don't all know shit. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like, you know, even though you have experience dating you don't have the experience of dating the person you're dating in the present time. Right. You have to relearn the person. You know, not everyone's going to be the same. So Mm -hmm. I just think it is kind of childish. And I get the idea of not wanting to teach. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody wants to teach, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just like you, it's not like you stop learning. You're still learning, right, as you get older and date different people and Mm -hmm. start to see the differences in how you don't date or um, like the things that you used to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we have to evolve. We have to change. So it's like, yeah. I'm learning just like you would be learning. Yeah. Why do we not want to keep that? Yeah. You know? Why does the experience <laughs> really matter that much? Yeah.
2: And for this person, I mean, they were together. They were with someone for two years. So how does that not make you, like, experience? Like, that. that definitely makes you experience. If you dated anyone... For no matter, no matter the timing, because the timing doesn't even matter. Sometimes you have better relationships with someone who you only dated for like two months rather than two years. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel like. I don't know if the person really wants you, they will make an effort and they wouldn't put that as an excuse of like, oh, you don't have enough experience. Like, is this a job? (laughs) is this a job you don't have enough experience (laughs) like Like, no I don't know I feel like when you really want someone you want them for who they are not their dating history right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the girl
0: that I'm currently been talking to she I think she said it really well she was like all women are different every body type every single she was Mm -hmm. like no woman is the same so Period. She's like, I don't really see experience as a thing because each woman that you're with is going to be a different body, so like, yeah, literally, like the different things. So right. I was like, okay, thanks. Like she, she, she validated the fact that she was like, there's no such thing as inexperience because you being with me for the first time is inexperience in itself. Exactly,
2: so. exactly. Yeah, different. Completely two different period. people. Yeah,
1: um, yeah people are corny for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like,
1: Uh, why they knew people if you want the same old shit come on yeah
2: yeah right Mm -hmm. okay the second one says should I confront my homophobic mother My mother always said dating a girl would never be allowed under her roof. She told me that my religious family would never accept me. She told me it was just a phase and that it will pass with prayer. After some years, my mom started being nicer and invited my girlfriend and I on vacations. But I know she's being fake because she talks negatively about me to other family members. Should I confront her about it? How should I confront her on how I feel? and um, open a whole can of worms or should I just take that um, and get what I can get because life is too short to be mad and later in life live with regrets <laughs> yeah so this person actually wrote a really really long story and I try to shorten it down a little bit because we do have a lot of listeners who come from like religious family and mm-hmm. um It's so hard because like religious is such a touchy subject. And I always say this because there's so many different types of religion. It's like, how do we know what's, you know, what's real and what's not? But whatever, that's a whole different story. Um, Mm -hmm. But I honestly feel this way sometimes too. Like sometimes I'm like, is my mom really being nice or is she being fake? Like I never know with my mom. I never know. (laughs) But I would rather keep her in my life and play this fake game Right. Then me start an argument because I think you're being fake and people people in family like they love drama and I feel like don't even tell me if my mom's talking neg- negatively about me like I don't even care to hear it that's mm-hmm. just me though mm-hmm. what do you how do you feel about that
1: I just feel like obviously everybody are, you know has their own belief mm-hmm. whether you grow up in a household you know under religion or mm-hmm. not religion um, what you believe is what you believe. We all grow out of our, you know, the beliefs we were grown into, Mm -hmm. and we just kind of form our own, you know, way of life. Mm -hmm. So you just have to think about it in a way of, is it important to have that relationship? Like you said, Mm -hmm. you keeping that fake relationship with your mom just to have your mom around? Mm -hmm. Or is it important to make, you know, those feelings that you have, you know, valid you know mm-hmm. let her know like now nah, this is how i feel and i don't like that mm-hmm. so i'd rather say mm-hmm. how i feel and and if mm-hmm. you don't like it i lose you i lose you or mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i don't
2: yeah i see your point sometimes you just gotta clear the air
1: yeah
0: i'm a little bit more controversial so i did straight up tell my mom
2: mm-hmm.
0: um at one point i said i was like i don't ever need you to like want this for me Mm -hmm. or I don't need you to agree with where we stand on you know religious beliefs on this topic Mm -hmm. however if you're not willing to respect me and my partner when when we're around if if they're not going to be invited to holidays and Christmas I won't be coming right Mm -hmm. um so like I made that clear also just from like we're going to throw in like religious. I don't know exactly what religion, but if it is Christian, mm-hmm. um, gossiping is a sin.
1: So I would probably
0: throw that in <laughs> oh, Period.
1: Right. A big sin. My mom, my mom yeah. always used to say, because um, I mean, I grew up in, under a little bit of the, you know, the religious um thing, but mm-hmm. eventually we kind of like fell out of it um but my mom would always say you know i don't care what you do behind closed doors just don't do it in front of me Mm -hmm. um so i took that as like all right like you know you're i wouldn't necessarily say she's accepting completely like oh i accept that but Uh she's like who am i to judge you for the way you want to live your life like i've done my sins Uh i've done you know There's shit I have to answer for myself. You know, at the end of the day, you're my child and I love you. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. whole don't do it in front of me, do it on your own time type shit. That's like that form of respect that Mm -hmm. I have for her. Like, all right, cool. Like, you're okay with my partner being around and, and, you know, including her. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I, you know, in return, I just won't be that super affectionate in front of you if it's going to bother you.
2: Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like, you know. But then my thing with that is like, all right, so if the person you were dating was a male, are they going to be like, don't do that in front of me. Mm-hmm. Don't kiss him. I are don't they know, gonna be- I was
1: never really like that in front of my parents anyway. But now I'd be in her face. My mom would not care. Ask,
2: but I would ask them that.
1: I would ask them. I don't. I feel like it's one thing to ask and another thing to actually be in that situation. Yeah, because yeah. Because when you ask mm-hmm. someone and they have the the time to think about it and be like, "Oh no, that wouldn't bother me," or "Oh hell yeah, that would bother me," when you're put in those situations, mm-hmm. you really don't know how to act. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of just true. you just act. You mm-hmm. when we have time to think about it, you think it's going to be one way and it's not.
2: That's true. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm true. I'm never going to claim to know it all when it comes to faith, but for myself, like one thing I made very clear to my mom is my salvation is my own and you cannot save me. Mm -hmm. So if you, if anybody out there has like super religious family members that are trying to save them, I would, Mm -hmm. I would just throw that back. Like that is not your job. That was never your job. Mm -hmm. Your job is to like, quote unquote, lead people to Christ and Mm -hmm. then let God from there. So Mm -hmm. when people have this, you know, like the picketers that stand outside of pride parades and stuff, I'm like, (sighs) That was never your job. That was literally like all the examples set in the Bible of like who Jesus was, was everything opposite of that. Like Mm -hmm. uh, totally opposite. And Mm -hmm. I went through like a a really long time of trying to like figure out my faith and what that meant with my Mm -hmm. queerness. And so I've done a lot of studying on this, Mm -hmm. um, listened to a lot of like queer pastors and Mm -hmm. it's just for anybody to try to like, judge you or save you or shove it down your throat they're in the wrong not you mm-hmm. yeah
2: snaps right snaps yeah. we're not religious at all so i love that you said that because it definitely gives people like you know a better understanding yeah, yeah. so
1: after that go y'all better fucking follow yeah. her her. her. Right. AM her. y'all better go <laughs> follow her uh-huh shit <laughs> we we try not to get too much into re- like we know is there but you know i don't like to put my foot in my mouth either because i don't know everything Uh like you said but
0: yeah um, and i definitely don't either i'm not i'm i actually don't really consider myself religious anymore but i'm (laughs) like i think jesus is dope and i like follow his example that's it
2: exactly all right so we want to end it with a quick would you rather so we're gonna ask you would you rather travel with a friend or with your dogs my dog of course mm. all
0: day every day I, would, I have my friends mm-hmm. my friends get a four-day limit <laughs>
2: four <day>. that's it <laughs> I love that find your own shower <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Um, would you rather beach or mountain scenery
0: okay so I'm definitely more of a mountain girl but if I can have it both in the same day do that and that's what I love about Washington is mm-hmm. because you can be up in the mountains and then 30 minutes later be on the beach mm-hmm, so. sure. yeah I love that I'll keep that in mind mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> would you rather the sunset or the sunrise sunset Always, yeah. I okay. have
0: I have a roof deck on top of my I van, so I always like
1: park on the beach and just watch the yeah, sunset. That I picture always is so- see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I always see you on the roof, and I'm just like,
2: yeah. That's yeah. literally what we want. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to do the next Oh,
1: okay. oh damn, you ran through them. <sighs> Would you rather date a baby gay or someone who is experienced? <laughs> Oh, I hate that I'm gonna say this. But... She wants the experience, y'all. Yeah. Don't let her fool you.
0: Oh shit! Probably someone that's experienced. As a right, right now, because I'm a baby gay, mm-hmm. I think once I kind of like exit this, I would be more willing to date somebody that's a baby gay. But like right now, it's mm-hmm. nice to like have somebody who can like help answer some questions and things right. like that. Right. Right.
1: Right. It's its own. <laughs> So travel somewhere cold or warm? Warm.
0: The current moment I'm gonna go more towards a picnic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that bonfire stench is not It's something else, man. We did a
2: bonfire once and our clothes just stinked for so long. Yeah. It's tragic. Yeah, and when
0: you
1: have your van, you
0: have to like make sure it's all sealed up or else like my bed's (laughs) gonna smell like a bonfire and it's just it's bad, (laughs) so yeah i'll take a yeah. little picnic that's actually like my dream date that's never happened so if anyone uh, and wants to take
2: right date. exactly if anyone's <laughs> listening take her on a damn picnic she'll yeah. let her sit so- on your roof <laughs> right travel the world
1: yeah like stop. she need stop. a van bay, y'all uh-huh. you heard me let's get her a van bay. stop being corny <laughs> go out here and live your best life
2: Oh, so where are you staying now like what's where are you at now and where are you gonna be at like in the next couple of months we so I'm
1: currently
0: <laughs> I'm currently in Indianapolis I'm like here in my Airbnb right now um my Airbnb that I own um mm-hmm. and so I'm staying here just because it's easier to fly out to like different pride events and things like that so mm-hmm. I have someone here to watch my dogs um, I'm mm-hmm. attending Indie Pride for the first time um, this coming weekend. So it's not gonna be anything crazy, but I feel like I should attend like my hometown's Pride for the first yeah. time. Um mm-hmm. and then I'm doing Saint Pete Pride, going flying back down to Florida. I was supposed to be I mentioned this earlier, I think. I was supposed to be at Key West Pride, but uh yeah. ended up at Girls in Wonderland. So I guess that's kind of like a mm-hmm. Pride event. Anyway. All that to say, um, with the way the gas prices are looking, I honestly don't know where I'm heading next. I know for sure that in September and October, I'm going to be working my way from Maine down the East Coast for like fall foliage. Um, Mm -hmm. But between now and like end of August, early September, I have no idea. I might just sit still.
2: Yeah. Oof, it is. Well not cheap. If you ever come down to this to this side of town, make sure to let us know. Oh so I will we can meet up.
0: Yeah. I will, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh um, yeah.
2: We'll show you our uh, corny
1: little, you know, water spots.
2: <laughs> Nothing crazy. Our little sunset area. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can fit three people on my roof deck. So
2: Oh perfect. So, yeah, yeah, we perfect. can go and have a
0: nice glass of wine on the roof deck
2: perfect don't worry we'll give you that picnic I'm here for it yeah right (laughs) (laughs) all right well it was so nice speaking to you I feel like we could literally do this again because I have like so many other questions um there just wasn't enough time but I love this and it was so nice meeting you
0: yeah it was so nice meeting you guys thank you so much for having me I was so excited (laughs)
2: Oh, thank, thank you! We're Yay. so excited. We're so excited. Still nervous. Yes, um, but yeah, <laughs> make sure to follow her. Can you say your at one more time?
0: It's where the road forks on Instagram. It has two underscores at the end. On TikTok, it's mm-hmm. just where the road forks.
2: Perfect. We will add that to the bio. No worries. Yes, and make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Um, and make sure to um follow Kristen as well.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thanks girl. Bye. Good-bye mother goose.